Welcome to this week's lesson. It's lesson number 18, Establish a House of God. And the reading assignment is quite lengthy. We're going to get you through it though, so hang in here. Also, we're going to look to uh, take a little bit of editorial license. And by this, I mean, I do not mean commentary or opinionated uh, observations on the reading material, but rather juxtapositioning some of the reading assignment uh, so it flows a little bit uh, more chronologically and naturally. Thanks for your patience and let's get going. The reading assignment is from Doctrine and Covenants, sections 95, 109, and 110, and also Our Heritage, pages 33 through 36. Reading from the Reading Assignment Lesson Manual. Temples are an essential part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In December 1832, the Lord commanded the saints to build a temple in Kirtland, Ohio. And this commandment was found in Doctrine and Covenants, section 88, verse 119, which reads, Organize yourselves, prepare every needful thing, and establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. That was Doctrine and Covenants, section 88, verse 119. First, we're going to set the stage by reading from a small section of Our Heritage, page 33. The Kirtland Temple, Sacrifices of the Saints On the 27th of December, 1832, the saints first learned of the Lord's command to build a temple. Construction of the temple became the main priority of the church in Kirtland between 1833 and 1836. This presented great challenges to the saints, who lacked both the necessary laborers and money. According to Eliza R. Snow, quote, All that time the saints were few in number, and most of them were very poor. And had it not been for the assurance that God had spoken and had commanded that a house should be built to his name, of which he not only revealed the form, but also designated the dimensions, an attempt towards building that temple under the then existing circumstances would have been, by all concerned, pronounced preposterous." Unquote. Now, Doctrine and Covenants, section 95, revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, June 1st, 1833. This revelation is a continuation of divine directions to build a house for worship and instruction, the house of the Lord. Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you whom I love, and whom I love I also chasten, that their sins may be forgiven. For with the chastisement I prepare a way for their deliverance in all things out of temptation. And I have loved you, wherefore ye must needs be chastened and stand rebuked before my face. For ye have sinned against me a very grievous sin, in that ye have not considered the great commandment in all things that I have given unto you concerning the building of mine house. 
for the preparation wherewith I design to prepare mine apostles, to prune my vineyard for the last time, that I may bring to pass my strange act, that I may pour out my spirit upon all flesh. But behold, verily I say unto you, that there are many who have been ordained among you whom I have called, but few of them are chosen. They who are not chosen have sinned a very grievous sin in that they are walking in darkness at noonday. And for this cause I give unto you a commandment that you should call your solemn assembly, that your fastings and your mourning might come up into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth, which is by interpretation the creator of the first day, the beginning, and the end. I gave unto you a commandment that you should build a house, in the which house I design to endow those whom I have chosen with power from on high. For this is the promise of the Father unto you, therefore I command you to tarry even as mine apostles at Jerusalem. Nevertheless my servants sinned a very grievous sin, and contentions arose in the school of the prophets which was very grievous unto me, saith your Lord. Therefore I sent them forth to be chastened. Verily I say unto you, it is my will that you should build a house. You shall have power to build it. If you keep not my commandments, the love of the Father shall not continue with you. Therefore you shall walk in darkness. Now, here is wisdom and the mind of the Lord, let the house be built, not after the manner of the world, for I give not unto you that ye shall live after the manner of the world. Therefore, let it be built after the manner which I shall show unto three of you, whom ye shall appoint and ordain unto this power. And the size thereof shall be fifty and five feet in width, and let it be sixty-five feet in length, in the inner court thereof, and let the lower part of the inner court be dedicated unto me for your sacrament offering, and for your preaching, and for your fasting, and your praying, and your offering up of your most holy desires unto me, saith your Lord. And let the higher part of the inner court be dedicated unto me for the school of mine apostles, saith the son Amon, or in other words, Alphas, or in other words, Omegas, even Jesus Christ your Lord. Amen. Now, back to our heritage, continuing on page 34. With faith that God would provide the necessary help and means, the prophet Joseph Smith and the saints began making the necessary sacrifices. John Tanner was one whom the Lord prepared to help provide the means for building the temple. John, a recent convert from Bolton, New York, in December of 1834, quote, received an impression by dream or vision of the night that he was needed and must go immediately to the church in the West. On his arrival in Kirtland, he learned that at the time he received the impression that he must move immediately to the church. The Prophet Joseph and some of the brethren had met in prayer meeting and asked the Lord to send them a brother or some brethren 
with means to assist them to lift the mortgage on the farm upon which the temple was being built. The day after his arrival in Kirtland, he was informed that the mortgage of the before-mentioned farm was about to be foreclosed, whereupon he loaned the prophet $2,000 and took his note on interest, with which amount the farm was redeemed." Unquote. The remarkable efforts put forth by the Kirtland Saints are examples of sacrifice and consecration of time, talents, and means. For three years they labored on the building. Besides the construction skill and effort provided by the men, the women spun and knit in order to clothe those who were working. Later, they made the curtains that partitioned the rooms. Construction was made more difficult by mob threats to destroy the temple and those who worked by day guarded the temple by night. But after the saints' immense sacrifices of time and resources, the temple was finally completed in the spring of 1836. Now, Doctrine and Covenants, section 109. This is a prayer offered at the dedication of the temple at Kirtland, Ohio, March 27, 1836. According to the prophet's written statement, this prayer was given to him by revelation. This section is 80 verses in length. Thanks be to thy name, O Lord God of Israel, who keepest covenant and showest mercy unto thy servants who walk uprightly before thee with all their hearts. Thou, who hast commanded thy servants to build a house to thy name in this place, Kirtland, and now thou beholdest, O Lord, that thy servants have done according to thy commandment. And now we ask thee, Holy Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of thy bosom, in whose name alone salvation can be administered to the children of men, we ask thee, O Lord, to accept of this house the workmanship of the hands of us, thy servants, which thou dost command us to build. For thou knowest that we have done this work through great tribulation, and out of our poverty have we given of our substance to build a house to thy name, that the Son of Man may have a place to manifest himself to his people. And thou hast said in a revelation given to us, calling us thy friends, saying, Call your solemn assembly as I have commanded you. And, as all have not faith, seek ye diligently and teach one another words of wisdom. Yea, seek ye out of the best books words of wisdom. Seek learning even by study and also by faith. Organize yourselves, prepare every needful thing, and establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God, that your incomings may be in the name of the Lord, that your outgoings may be in the name of the Lord that all your salutations may be in the name of the Lord with uplifted hands unto the Most High. And now, Holy Father, we ask Thee to assist us, Thy people, with Thy grace in calling our solemn assembly, that it may be done to Thine honor and to Thy divine acceptance, and in a manner that we may be found worthy in Thy sight 
to secure a fulfillment of the promises which thou hast made unto us, thy people, in the revelations given unto us. That thy glory may rest down upon thy people and upon this thy house, which we now dedicate to thee, that it may be sanctified and consecrated to be holy, and that thy presence may be continually in this house, and that all people who shall enter upon the threshold of the Lord's house may feel thy power and feel constrained to acknowledge that thou hast sanctified it, and that it is thy house, a place of thy holiness. And do thou grant, Holy Father, that all those who shall worship in this house may be taught words of wisdom out of the best books, and that they may seek learning even by study, and also by faith, as thou hast said, and that they may grow up in thee, and receive a fullness of the Holy Ghost, and be organized according to thy laws, and be prepared to obtain every needful thing, and that this house may be a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of glory and of God, even thy house. That all the incomings of thy people into this house may be in the name of the Lord, that all their outgoings from this house may be in the name of the Lord, and that all their salutations may be in the name of the Lord, with holy hands uplifted to the Most High, and that no unclean thing shall be permitted to come into thy house to pollute it. And when thy people transgress any of them, they may speedily repent and return unto thee, and find favor in thy sight, and be restored to the blessings which thou hast ordained to be poured out upon those who shall reverence thee in thy house. And we ask thee, Holy Father, that thy servants may go forth from this house armed with thy power, and that thy name may be upon them, and thy glory be round about them, and thine angels have charge over them. And from this place they may bear exceedingly great and glorious tidings, in truth unto the ends of the earth, that they may know that this is thy work, and that thou hast put forth thy hand to fulfill that which thou hast spoken by the mouths of the prophets concerning the last days. We ask thee, Holy Father, to establish the people that shall worship and honorably hold a name and standing in this thy house to all generations and for eternity, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, that he who diggeth a pit for them shall fall into the same himself, that no combination of wickedness shall have power to rise up and prevail over thy people on whom thy name shall be put in this house. And if any people shall rise against this people, that thine anger be kindled against them. And if they shall smite this people, thou wilt smite them. Thou wilt fight for thy people as thou didst in the day of battle, that they may be delivered from the hands of all their enemies. We ask thee, Holy Father, to confound and astonish and to bring to shame and confusion all those who have spread lying reports abroad over the world against thy servant or servants. If they will not repent when the everlasting gospel shall be proclaimed in their ears, and that all their works may be brought to naught and be swept away by the hail, 
and by the judgments which thou wilt send upon them in thine anger, that there may be an end to lyings and slanders against thy people. For thou knowest, O Lord, that thy servants have been innocent before thee in bearing record of thy name, for which they have suffered these things. Therefore we plead before thee for a full and complete deliverance from under this yoke. Break it off, O Lord, Break it off from the necks of thy servants by thy power that we may rise up in the midst of this generation and do thy work. O Jehovah, have mercy upon this people and as all men sin, forgive the transgressions of thy people and let them be blotted out forever. Let the anointing of thy ministers be sealed upon them with power from on high. Let it be fulfilled upon them as upon those on the day of Pentecost. Let the gift of tongues be poured out upon thy people, even cloven tongues as of fire and the interpretation thereof. And let thy house be filled as with a rushing mighty wind with thy glory. Put upon thy servants the testimony of the covenant, that when they go out and proclaim thy word, they may seal up the law and prepare the hearts of thy saints for all those judgments thou art about to send in thy wrath upon the inhabitants of the earth because of their transgressions, that thy people may not faint in the day of trouble. And whatsoever city thy servants shall enter, the people of that city receive their testimony. Let thy peace and thy salvation be upon that city, that they may gather out of that city the righteous that they may come forth to Zion or to her stakes, the places of thine appointment, with songs of everlasting joy. And until this be accomplished, let not thy judgments fall upon that city. And whatsoever city thy servants shall enter, and the people of that city receive not the testimony of thy servants, and thy servants warn them to save themselves from this untoward generation, let it be upon that city according to that which thou hast spoken by the mouths of thy prophets. But deliver thou, O Jehovah, we beseech thee, thy servants from their hands, and cleanse them from their blood. O Lord, we delight not in the destruction of our fellow men. Their souls are precious before thee, but thy word must be fulfilled. Help thy servants to say, with thy grace assisting them, Thy will be done, O Lord, and not ours. We know that thou hast spoken by the mouth of thy prophets terrible things concerning the wicked in the last days, that thou wilt pour out thy judgments without measure. Therefore, O Lord, deliver thy people from the calamity of the wicked. Enable thy servants to seal up the law and bind up the testimony that they may be prepared against the day of burning. We ask thee, Holy Father, to remember those who have been driven by the inhabitants of Jackson County, Missouri, from the hands of their inheritance, and break off, O Lord, this yoke of affliction that has been put upon them. Thou knowest, O Lord, that they have been greatly oppressed and afflicted by wicked men, and our hearts flow out with sorrow because of their grievous burdens. How long wilt thou suffer this people to bear this affliction? 
and the cries of their innocent ones to ascend up in thine ears, and their blood come up in testimony before thee, and not make a display of thy testimony in their behalf? Have mercy, O Lord, upon the wicked mob who have driven thy people, that they may cease to spoil, that they may repent of their sins, if repentance is to be found. But if they will not, make bare thine arm, O Lord, and redeem that which thou didst appoint to Zion unto thy people, that the cause of thy people may not fail before thee, May thine anger be kindled, and thine indignation fall upon them, that they may be wasted away, both root and branch, from under heaven. But inasmuch as they will repent, thou art gracious and merciful, and wilt turn away thy wrath when thou lookest upon the face of thine anointed. Have mercy, O Lord, upon all the nations of the earth. Have mercy upon the rulers of our land. May those principles which were so honorably and nobly defended, namely the constitution of our land by our fathers, be established forever. Remember the kings, the princes, the nobles, and the great ones of the earth, and all people, and the churches, all the poor, the needy, and afflicted ones of the earth, that their hearts may be softened when thy servants shall go out from thy house, O Jehovah, to bear testimony of thy name, that their prejudices may give way before the truth, and thy people may obtain favor in the sight of all, that all the ends of the earth may know that we, thy servants, have heard thy voice, and that thou hast sent us, that from among all these thy servants, the sons of Jacob, may gather out the righteous to build a holy city to thy name, as thou hast commanded them, we ask thee to appoint unto Zion other stakes besides this one which thou hast appointed, that the gathering of thy people may roll on in great power and majesty, that thy work may be cut short in righteousness. Now these words, O Lord, we have spoken before thee concerning the revelations and commandments which thou hast given unto us, who are identified with the Gentiles. But thou knowest that thou hast a great love for the children of Jacob, who have been scattered upon the mountains for a long time, in a cloudy and dark day. We therefore ask thee to have mercy upon the children of Jacob, that Jerusalem from this hour may begin to be redeemed, and the yoke of bondage may begin to be broken off from the house of David and the children of Judah may begin to return to the lands which thou didst give to Abraham their father, and cause that the remnants of Jacob, who have been cursed and smitten because of their transgression, be converted from their wild and savage condition to the fullness of the everlasting gospel, that they may lay down their weapons of bloodshed and cease their rebellions, and may all the scattered remnants of Israel who have been driven to the ends of the earth come to a knowledge of the truth, believe in the Messiah, and be redeemed from oppression, and rejoice before thee. O Lord, remember thy servant Joseph Smith, Jr., and all his afflictions and persecutions, how he has covenanted with Jehovah and vowed to thee, O mighty God of Jacob, and the commandments which thou hast given unto him, 
and that he hath sincerely striven to do thy will. Have mercy, O Lord, upon his wife and children, that they may be exalted in thy presence and preserved by thy fostering hand. Have mercy upon all their immediate connections, that their prejudices may be broken up and swept away as with a flood, that they may be converted and redeemed with Israel, and know that thou art God. Remember, O Lord, the presidents, even all the presidents of thy church, that thy right hand may exalt them with all their families and their immediate connections, that their names may be perpetuated and had in everlasting remembrance from generation to generation. Remember all thy church, O Lord, with all their families and all their immediate connections, with all their sick and afflicted ones, with all the poor and meek of the earth, that the kingdom which thou hast set up without hands may become a great mountain and fill the whole earth that thy church may come forth out of the wilderness of darkness and shine forth fair as the moon, clear as the sun, and terrible as an army with banners, and be adorned as a bride for that day when thou shalt unveil the heavens and cause the mountains to flow down at thy presence and the valleys to be exalted, the rough places made smooth, that thy glory may fill the earth that when the trump shall sound for the dead, we shall be caught up in the cloud to meet thee, that we may ever be with the Lord, that our garments may be pure, that we may be clothed upon the robes of righteousness, with palms in our hands and crowns of glory upon our heads, and reap eternal joy for all our sufferings. O Lord God Almighty, hear us in these our petitions and answer us from heaven, thy holy habitation, where thou sittest enthroned with glory, honor, power, majesty, might, dominion, truth, justice, judgment, mercy, and an infinity of fullness from everlasting to everlasting. Oh, hear, oh, hear, oh, hear us, O oh Lord, and answer these petitions and accept the dedication of this house unto thee, the work of our hands, which we have built unto thy name, and also this church to put upon it thy name, and help us by the power of thy Spirit that we may mingle our voices with those bright, shining seraphs around thy throne, with acclamations of praise, singing Hosanna to God and the Lamb. And let these, thine anointed ones, be clothed with salvation, and thy saints shout aloud for joy. Amen and amen. Now reading back from Our Heritage, page 35, Dedication of the Temple. With the completion of the temple, the Lord poured out powerful spiritual blessings upon the saints in Kirtland including visions and ministering of angels. Joseph Smith called this period a year of jubilee to us, a time of rejoicing. Daniel Tyler testified, all felt that they had a foretaste of heaven. We wondered whether the millennium had commenced. 
The pinnacle of this outpouring of the Spirit was the dedication of the temple. An estimated 1,000 people gathered at the temple on the 27th of March, 1836, in a spirit of rejoicing. Dedicatory anthems were sung, including The Spirit of God Like a Fire is Burning, which was written for the occasion by William W. Phelps. The sacrament was administered, and sermons were delivered by Sidney Rigdon, Joseph Smith, and others. Joseph Smith read the dedicatory prayer, now recorded as Doctrine and Covenants, section 109, which was given to him by revelation. In it, he pleaded with the Lord that he would bless the people, as he had on the day of Pentecost. And let thy house be filled, as with a rushing of mighty wind, with thy glory, as recorded in Doctrine and Covenants, section 109, verse 37. Many recorded that this prayer was fulfilled that evening when the prophet met in the temple with members of the priesthood quorums. Eliza R. Snow wrote, The ceremonies of that dedication may be rehearsed, but no mortal language can describe the heavenly manifestations of that memorable day. Angels appeared to some, while a sense of divine presence was realized by all present and each heart was filled with joy inexpressible and full of glory. After the dedicatory prayer, the entire congregation rose and with uplifted hands shouted hosannas. One week later, on the 3rd of April, 1836, some of the most significant events in Latter-day history occurred. In the temple on that day, the Savior himself appeared to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery and said, Behold, I have accepted this house, and my name shall be here, and I will manifest myself to my people in mercy in this house. Other great and glorious visions followed as Moses, Elias, and Elijah appeared to restore additional keys of the priesthood. Moses bestowed the keys of the gathering of Israel. Elias committed to Joseph and Oliver the dispensation of the gospel of Abraham, and Elijah restored the keys of sealing. All these additional keys were necessary for the progress of the Lord's kingdom in the final dispensation of time. The full priesthood blessings administered in the temple were not revealed or administered during the Kirtland period. These blessings were revealed to the church through the prophet Joseph several years later while the Nauvoo Temple was being built. Doctrine and Covenants section 110 Visions manifested to Joseph Smith the prophet and Oliver Cowdery in the temple at Kirtland, Ohio, April 3, 1836. The occasion was that of a Sabbath day meeting Joseph Smith's history states, In the afternoon, I assisted the other presidents in distributing the Lord's Supper to the church, receiving it from the twelve whose privilege it was to officiate at the sacred desk this day. After having performed this service to my brethren, I retired to the pulpit, the veils being dropped, and bowed myself with Oliver Cowdery in solemn and silent prayer. After rising from prayer, the following vision was opened. 
to both of us. The veil was taken from our minds, and the eyes of our understanding were opened. We saw the Lord standing upon the breastwork of the pulpit before us, and under his feet was a paved work of pure gold in color like amber. His eyes were as a flame of fire. The hair on his head was white like the pure snow. His countenance shone above the brightness of the sun, and his voice was as the sound of the rushing of great waters, even the voice of Jehovah, saying, I am the first and the last. I am he who liveth. I am he who was slain. I am your advocate with the Father. Behold, your sins are forgiven you. You are clean before me. Therefore, lift up your heads and rejoice. Let the hearts of your brethren rejoice, and let the hearts of all my people rejoice, who have, with their might, built this house to my name. For behold, I have accepted this house, and my name shall be here, and I will manifest myself to my people in mercy in this house. Yea, I will appear unto my servants, and speak unto them with mine own voice, if my people will keep my commandments, and do not pollute this holy house. Yea, the hearts of thousands and tens of thousands shall greatly rejoice in consequence of the blessings which shall be poured out, and the endowment with which my servants have been endowed in this house. And the fame of this house shall spread to foreign lands, and this is the beginning of the blessing which shall be poured out upon the heads of my people. Even so. Amen. After this vision closed, the heavens were again opened unto us, and Moses appeared before us, and committed unto us the keys of the gathering of Israel from the four parts of the earth, and the leading of the ten tribes from the land of the north. After this, Elias appeared and committed the dispensation of the gospel of Abraham, saying that in us and our seed all generations after us should be blessed. After this vision had closed, another great and glorious vision burst upon us. For Elijah the prophet, who was taken to heaven without tasting death, stood before us and said, Behold, the time has fully come, which was spoken of by the mouth of Malachi, testifying that he, Elijah, should be sent before the great and dreadful day of the Lord come, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the children to the fathers, lest the whole earth be smitten with a curse. Therefore, the keys of this dispensation are committed into your hands, and by this ye may know that the great and dreadful day of the Lord is near, even at the doors. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Lesson 18, Establish a House of God. The reading assignment for Gospel Doctrine, The Doctrine and Covenants and Church History, read by Kirk Strickland. Mm-hmm.